Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I am Jerry. Max is with me. Alright, and it's just, we're a duo today, everybody. So if you're waiting for an, an intelligent gentleman named Terry to chime in, or an equally intelligent guy named Tom to chime they have life stuff going on. And, 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 and me and Max... Well, I, I, yeah, my life is my family and my work, and that's all I got. And Max, well, he's got football, and uh, <laughs> and uh, football in the and uh, I, I want, I'm not going to embarrass him, but the occasional date, he's got that happening every once in a while. So yeah, see, he, if you're listening on via podcast, he just shook his head. But I'm not, I'm not going to belabor it, Max. I'm not going to have you turn, you know, red or anything. Uh, I mean, you're a young guy. You're, you know, this, this happens. Uh, so. Woke mm-hmm. this morning. We're going to start with a little bit of uh, football news, but not actual Premier League Everton news. Uh, woke this morning to an American footballer coming to the Premier League, Christian Pulisic, who is like my kid's favorite U.S. player uh, and pretty much the reason he's got a Dortmund kit. Uh, <laughs> I had to break the news to him today that Pulisic is coming uh, is going to Chelsea. That's the thing. The club? Yeah. Mm. What's the fee on that? Do you know? 57 and a half or 57.6 Yeesh. million pounds. But tell you who's going to be rubbing their hands together at that, Mike. Oh, yeah. That is... That is uh, the kind of thing I would expect. That's the kind of comment I would expect from a gentleman who's going to a football university right now, who's understanding the business end of things. Now that is a that's a really legitimate point. Oh my gosh, yeah, Captain America. Yeah, that's the thing, and I think that actually tacks on a decent amount. Yeah, you know the idea that they're going to be doing so much more marketing in America now. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to see the wrong color blue jerseys everywhere. I still think it's a year too early. Mm. I think, well, I'm just having a little look at his stats before. I think it's a, it's a 11 appearances, one goal and two assists. Mm. Compare that to the likes of Jaden Sancho, who's even younger. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 not to say I don't think he won't be a success. It, I just, you know, he may be, I think he just might have benefited. From another year, obviously. I mean, I know he's staying until the end of the season at Dortmund, but you know, is he going to hit the ground running in that first season? I mm-hmm. think that's a lot less likely now. Mm-hmm. But do you think he's going to be a success, Jerry? From you know, from the Americans' perspective, do you think it's going to be? A hit? My my gut says eventually. Okay, eventually. I also think this is early, but I have a lot of faith in Chelsea's manager, and I think I, I think Sorry is bringing him over with a plan in mind. Mm. You know, uh, I think he's, I think his head was turned a bit, which is why his numbers are low this season. You know, um, I ever I watched Dortmund a lot this past season, last season. And I saw him play a lot there. Yeah. Um, this season, when I watch when I watch Dortmund play, he's not always in the lineup. No. Um, still, still on course for the league, aren't they as well? Yeah, they are. Squad squad depth, something that I'm sure we're going to talk about a lot when it when it comes to talking about Arlo. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Dortmund have got a really good team, haven't they? And, it's just an interesting perspective because I feel like this is the first wave now of you know the American super kid. I think there's going to be a few more in the next couple couple of years past, but I don't know. I'd, I wish he wasn't going to Chelsea. You know, I I, 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 don't know. I, I could the way the way Chelsea works, um, he'll be on loan mm-hmm. somewhere. Uh, <laughs> do what? Probably end up back at Dortmund. He might be. 
I think eventually he'd be okay. Uh, there is, you're right. There is a wave of these American players, and for for America, they are they are strong, uh, strong young players. Tyler Adams is, I think, moving from uh, New York Red Bulls to RB Leipzig. Uh, he's a good young like center mid. Uh, Weston McKinney plays for Schalke. He plays in the center mid position as well. Those are kind of our two center mids that that'll probably be starting for the U.S. national team for the foreseeable future. Uh, there is Josh Sargent's playing for Verde Bremen and getting more more and more time there. He's he's scoring a goal like almost like it, it feels like it's almost every time he touches the ball he just gets in. And he's just been fortunate with the ball falling right in front of him and he's scoring. But he's playing with. Uh, Davy Clawson, which is kind of which is funny to watch that pair right. together. Uh, but they, uh, I, I think it's going to be a little while before the other guys come in. Uh, Pulisic was just ahead, just light years ahead of everybody else. Yeah. Um, I think I, I don't. I think this this coming year is going to be slow for him. I agree, it's early. I don't think he's going to come in and make immediate impact. But Sari knows how to plug players in. He's just is yeah. such an intelligent manager. So. I don't. I don't mind the move because the manager is good. Yeah, and then they can probably afford the better men too. You know, Hazard, William, Pedro. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think it's such a shame because young players like that. You see how much he benefited from that last season with the amount of game time he got at Dortmund. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I. I I couldn't see a move to any other side that was outside of the top six because I think he is that caliber of player, yeah. both technically and in, in terms of marketing. I don't think he was going to go elsewhere, so I don't for one minute I just think that he was going to come to Everton. But as I say, with the with the you know with the star quality at Chelsea, uh, I do. I think it's going to be a slow burner. Yeah, and I think he is. I'm a huge supporter of his, so don't get me wrong, but I do think that he's overrated and because he is like the best American hope right now. You know what I mean? In terms of actually having a decent American U.S. national team. You know what I mean? Uh, I think he, I, I, if I'm going to be blunt, I do think he's a little overrated. Um, having said that, he's the best player we have. Yeah. If he fancies do, fancy doing what Landon Donovan did, and not he? Popping to Goodison on loan every once in a couple of years, then that would be, be decent. Uh, it, to be honest with you, I think I think we're closer to his what his level will be right now. Yeah, right now, yeah, he'd, he'd probably be one of our better players if he was to, you know, be in our lineup. Yeah, and certainly know where he'd fit in. And that's being really negative, by the way. That's assuming that our normal level would be where we are right now, and it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? But. Mm-hmm. It's always tough, like, when people, when ev- fellow Everton supporters, they hear you talk like that, they're like, we should be top four, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, I know where we should be, okay? I know. we got to be realistic about where we're at right now, though, you know? Yeah. So, it's not saying we, we're complacent and we're happy where we are, <laughs> you know? Max and I are not happy. We'll get there. We'll talk about that, all right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's, let's move into that because we have to. Um we are going to start with a, uh, a reaction to what happened New Year's, New Year's Day. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Oh, the afternoon, the earliest part of the year. That was... Oh, yeah, Max, Max, that was 7.30 in the morning for me. Just throwing God. that out there. Yeah. God. Um, so we'll move on with that from that, hopefully quickly. And we'll move on to the... Uh, the FA Cup match, right? We got Lincoln, Lincoln City, uh, a team that actually has historically performed all right in this tournament. Uh, I think it was the 2016-2017 season where they got to the quarterfinals. So yeah. we'll have to we'll have to talk about them, and then we'll do a starting eleven segment, which will be just like winning the lottery if we get it right, because we're going to be wrong because Marco, no idea what Marco's doing with his lineup. We're just going to have to use common sense and uh, do our best. And then we're going to finish up with a non-football segment because right now I think a lot of Evertonians are ready to move along. Uh, <laughs> uh, football's kind of kind of beating us down in this festive period, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, what movies we've been watching lately because why not? And uh, yeah, that'll be it. On to our Leicester reaction. Uh, 
woke up New Year's Day, you know, slid on my, my lucky shirt, which has not proven to be lucky lately. Just throwing that out there, okay? Crawled onto the couch with an enormous cup of coffee while my kids are zooming around with all their Christmas toys and all that and watched the most non-league football match I think I've I've seen. Mm. It was the sloppiest, just nasty, guileless, skillless, just just an ugly ugly match uh that frankly didn't deserve a winner i didn't think uh, it was very physical uh, i thought and, uh, that's the way it came across not much not much to admire technically i i mean i don't even know i mean we uh, connecting i mean lester wasn't wasn't connecting passes either i just watched so many misplaced passes just a lot of like and I and and that that's what I'm thinking here, Max. Is it was either they're mentally fatigued, physically physically fatigued, or both. He definitely will be. I, I, I definitely agree with that because it wasn't it was us and Tottenham had the most hectic um, Christmas period in terms of fixtures. Um, I don't know the, the you know the dead amount of games in certain, certain amount of days, but yeah, the, some of the players did look leggy out there, didn't they? It. I mean, uh, when when Andre Gomez kind of doesn't look like himself, I feel like there's a problem. You know what I mean? Because I, I'm sorry, the man is perfection itself. So whenever so whenever he's misplacing passes, something's up. You know, I mm. uh, I thought yeah. we looked just like a tired squad. I yeah. mean, Lester did too. They looked crap as well. They didn't look good. They just had a, a forward who took advantage of the one good chance they had. Well, uh, I think that is the blueprint of, of how to beat Everton now. Um, pretty much, you, know, you stay solid and compact in your lines. Deal with the balls that we swing into the box. If you hit us on the counter a second, you're going to hit us. And Jamie Vardy certainly did. I want to talk about cracking through, you know, those compact defences later. I want to, because I feel like that's a good thing to finish with. All right, because... That's the main talking point here, besides the fact that we've got a fatigued squad. All right? And we don't have much squad depth. Um, anybody play well? In your in your estimation? No. 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 I've got to be honest, no. It was the that's, showing that's, all that. That's a dire verdict, my friend. <laughs> no. Everyone sucked. A, no, but it, it, it's one of these. No, because after, after this... After this result, everyone's kind of throwing up red flags all over the place now, aren't they? You know, after a bad run, Everton Twitter's a very, very dark place to be. You have overreactors, you have underreactors, and I don't know. I just I prefer to stay clear of it all. Mm. But um, I, I, I certainly do agree that there's you know there's there's area for concern. You know, you shouldn't not be concerned if your your team haven't won in something like eight games. You know, since that Merseyside derby loss. You know, you hate to say it, but you could, you know, the, the correlation is there to be made that since we got beat, you know, we we just, we haven't looked the same. It's um, hard to ignore that connection, Max. I think that's a, it's something that had to be brought up. And the Burnley game just looked like a reaction to the Tottenham game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think the, the Burnley game was any kind of indicator of how we crack on. Certainly after the Brighton game and now Leicester, you know, games that we should be winning. And people are right to say they, these are the games why we're not taken seriously. You know, team. I don't think we've beaten any of the teams in the top half, other other than Leicester away. So, yeah, it, that's why we're not taken seriously because you know we don't turn up. I was thinking about that game from an international fan's perspective. Oh, you know, if you're a if you're a foreign fan, who you know in love with the appeal of the Premier League. You know this very the modern football approach. You know, look at look at these these top six sides where they get the, the more of the international fans. If they're going to you know whoever Chelsea against Brighton or Manchester City against Leicester, they're expecting their team to win, and that isn't the case at Everton, and that is why we are not considered among the elite. I feel. Yeah, I think that's really difficult to argue. <laughs> I'm just like, eh, I don't really know if there's another side to that. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. Uh, 
you mentioned something off camera because yes, we do talk sometimes when we're not podcasting. Hmm. All right, but uh, you mentioned something about um, you. You didn't look back at Silva's record at Watford about when it began to nosedive. Um, do you feel like if you're just going to give something off, you know, from your gut, do you really feel like it's a Silva thing or is it a lack of depth thing or both? It very well may be both because something that I noticed during that game was just before we conceded, Tom Davies was lined up to come on. Um, I assume it would be in the place of Andre Gomez or, or Gilfie Sigurdsson. As soon as that goal went in, he changed his mind and went and chose mm-hmm. Bernard instead. So, I, I I agree that Bernard offers more on the front foot than Tom Davies, but you know that indecisiveness was you know in front of me eyes to see. Um, I don't I don't I don't want to I don't want to slag Marco Silva off any more than what he deserves because you know the, as we say the squad that he's inherited, you know. Some still belong to the Moyes era, and you've got some that still belong to the, the Cumin era. You've got some that, you know, that played under David Unsworth, Sam Allardyce. You know, this, this, the year in transition shout is bandied about a lot, but it still is, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, until he's got, you know, two or three windows under his belt and can mould the squad into the, you know, with the personnel that he wants, because, you know, depth is something that we do seriously lack. Um, and maybe that, you know, obviously, if he gets the players in that he wants, that would probably aid his, you know, how he how he gets the players to understand and play out his philosophy. Because something that we seem to be coming away from a lot of these games where we've lacked is, it, you know, it, it's, we're repeating the same thing over and over and over, throwing crosses into the box. And we're just not getting anywhere. Up against Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire, we're not going to win, Edders. It It's as simple as that. And to see us not have a plan B, that is slightly worrying. And I think that's maybe that's something that we need to consider with this Lincoln game coming up. This could be a game where we could experiment. You know, we obviously shouldn't take it lightly. The top of League Two, and as you say, they've got a good history in the FA Cup. But we need to show some more tactical flexibility because going one nil down and you know going gung ho, bringing on as many attacking options as you can, it's you know it's it, it's showing that it's not gonna it's not getting us results. So we're going to have to look at something else. Um, yeah, I, you definitely get concerned when you look at the fact that teams' plan against us is usually to park the bus and kind of play back, get compact, and then play mm-hmm. on the counter. And then you think about the fact, what's, what's Lincoln going to do? They were going to do that anyway. So that's something we've had, yeah. we've had trouble with is just cracking through. Um our ability to be able to crack through in the final third and be more effective, is this, do you think we're only going to start seeing improvement on that when new players come in this month? I I think so, I do, because that right-hand side, I just don't think the service is up to scratch with the left-hand side. And I think the moment that we bolster our options on that right-hand side and look to get in a centre forward in there, that will be able to get on and get on the end of these crosses that are getting swung into the box. That's when I think we'll start seeing the improvements. Mm-hmm. It's it's in the hands of Marcel Marcel Brands again, I feel, to to, to identify the, these players that will improve us because we've brought in so many players over these last what, two or three years that just haven't improved us. And they they just seem to, you know, stagnate our progress. Um, I think Brands has proven that he's got an eye for the correct transfer. So, to see his first January in, in, in England will, will be interesting because, you know, I think every other person will tell you January isn't the most ideal time to be bringing players in, but when needs must, you've got to. And I, I certainly believe we do. I'm what about really you? hoping we bring in some sort of backup for Sigurdsson. Uh, somebody who could come in in the last. 20 minutes of a game if we're because we don't our attack through the middle is like non-existent the idea of having some kind of tricky center attacking mid 
to be able to help us combine through the middle and actually start to give us options. Our flexibility on our attack is exactly what you're saying. It's really frustrating. It reminds me, uh, uh, you know, uh, watching Martinez in terms of we would just get to the and then we just pass around. This we're getting and we're just crossing it in. And immediately they head it out. Sometimes we get it back. We cross it back in. It's literally rinse, repeat. And it's, it's a frustrating thing to watch, the idea of having attacking diversity. I think, personally, that is a big key to us actually starting to get some, being more effective on the, on, in the final third. That final third is just, it's on lockdown. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I personally, an observation that I made after Jordan at Leicester game, I don't think there's enough, enough movement off the mm. ball whenever there's a player in an advanced position, you know, um, Spurs did this excellently, and I think Leicester did it really well, closing, closing, you know, our player down when he receives the ball and tries to pick his head up, shepherding him, and you know, not giving him the option to pick his head up and find the forward pass. That happens a lot, and you know, of course, it's the Premier League. It's fast, it's physical, but you've got to be able to live to deliver. You've got to be able to be good enough and be quick enough to pick your head up, find the ball, uh, and move. Basically, because it's 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 really really is frustrating. I I I wanted Dominic Calvert Lewin to start that game against Leicester. I know a lot of people might come out and said after it, oh, Richarlison's definitely our best striker. But uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. It's his performance kind of summed that up for me. He just didn't he didn't look like he, he, he into play was up to scratch. It was very he was you know very isolated in that centre forward position with not enough runs going in behind and it was frustrating and I don't think we should you know it's not the end of the world. We we definitely need to look at this January window to improve. But as I say, we just need to make sure that we do. Yeah, and we also need to be able to bench Richarlison when it's time. It can't be a thing where we only have a few wings ab- available. We're just that's a problem. When we're sitting here trying to figure out who's going to go in on the wing, what is the deal with that? I mean, I know Lookman's either injured or he's you know, leaving. It's going to be one of the two. Yeah. Uh so that so we're already short. Uh but we need to be able to have a player who's not having his best game and say, "You know what? Rest for a bit. Let's bring somebody else in." When you've got Walcott having a dud and Richarlison, you know, doing the same, Bernard was the Bernard gave us a little bit of at the very least energy and creativity, mm. but we didn't have much of that at all, and we can't we definitely weren't bringing it off the bench. It was God, it was an awful awful view. It was just a terrible. It was not fun. Even as a neutral, a neutral would have hated watching that. Just ugly, ugly football. Try yeah. um, being an Evertonian, getting there for twelve thirty oh in the afternoon. I I still I still envy because you you know I still have the envy because you know I don't really care what happens. I still would want, but yeah. at the same time, I also have a lot of respect because you guys are just carved mm. out of wood going to every one of these daggone games. It's. <laughs> It was one of them. It was kind of in the balance because I woke up late as well. I was in the balance. There were goals. There were not go. Kind of lift my head off the pillow, and I thought, you know what, get a shower, sort yourself out, and go. And boy, did I regret it afterwards. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just glad I got to bed at a decent time the night before. Uh, I'm assuming you stayed up later than I did, because mm-hmm. I'm 90 years old. So, yeah, I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, I just had a had a night with the wife, went to bed about 1240. Yeah, everything was okay. I still drank. I was still worried about being hungover. But you know what? I was all right. I, I wasn't miserable. I didn't hate yeah. myself. You know what made me hate myself? The game. There you go. Yeah. I was in a poor mood the rest of the day. I was a jerk. <laughs> that just happens. I, I I cleaned the hell out of my house, though. Hey, that's there's the good thing. Yeah, mm. empty club. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on and never let us never speak of this again. Um, actually, one more thing. Sorry, John Joe Kenny verdict, really quick. First half he was alright, but then he just had the other field day down that left hand side. 
bit of Ben Chilwell and Ricardo Pereira, just kind of similar to. But that was only that's away. only part just, his fault. Know. He also has to get help there too. Um, yeah, um, something that I did notice. Um, Walcott was had to deal with uh, Chilwell and Kenny had to deal with Pereira, and it no, you know, didn't no. go well. Uh, for the most part, Kenny not not the worst player on the field though. Did all right, you know. It was not it was not bad. I finished and I he didn't stick nope. out as being like oh what a weak link, you know. Unlucky oh that shot God. as well. Yeah, I, I'm sick of unlucky. <clears throat> <laughs> Can we get over unlucky, please, for Christ's sake? Jesus. All right, enough. We're not digging into this again. That's it with our Lester reaction. FA Cup is happening, and I and I think a, there's a really high percentage of Everton supporters out there who want us to take this seriously. Um, Lincoln is a squad who has uh, has done well in the past, made it to the quarterfinals, 2016-2017 uh, FA Cup, lost to Arsenal. I think it was a kind of a uneven score as well. But uh, I think before that they had beaten Burnley. Uh, they're I mean, and right now they're they're currently first in League Two. They're they're winning. Uh, they're fifteen six and four with fifty one points. Their last three matches they drew with Port Vale, one one. They beat Cambridge two one and lost to Crew Alexandria, two one. Um, this looks like a team that's just going to run four four two. When I checked their lineups for the you know a decent chunk of games, it looks like they normally run four four two. Smith and goal, Eardley. Am I saying that right, dude? Eardley, yeah. Eardley, Bostwick, uh, Shackle, and Tofolo, and uh, as their as their defense, O'Connor or uh, or they could run Pet uh, and Frecklington. In the middle, they also have Anderson and Bruno Andrade on the wings. And up front, their leading scorer is uh, Akinde, John Akinde. Uh, right now, I think he's from South Africa. He's got nine goals this season already. Um, and he'll probably start with uh, either Reed or McCartan. Uh, yeah, they... Why don't you give us a little... You, you said you've seen them play a decent amount last season. Not a decent amount. Uh, decent was overstating then, eh? You've yeah, seen so them play like, some. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've obviously, with, with my connections to Washington Stanley, I watched quite a bit of League 2 football last season, and I was at the game where Accrington, you know, won the league against Lincoln. And what I can say, Danny Cowley is a very good young English manager, and he, set his, he sets his side up to play physical. Mm. You know, very, you know, it, it, it's just a, a hands-on approach. I think they've got two non no nonsense no nonsense centre forwards and yeah, like we've said, I do think they're just gonna take the same approach as what others are when it comes to dealing with us and that doesn't stray too far from their original game plan, I, I don't think. So, as I say, this isn't a game that we can take lightly because as you rightly said, this is, you know, a cup, please. How many years have we been saying this? This is the only one that we're in. So, you know, Everton, it's nice. Just saying. So, um, yeah, we've got to give it a proper go of it and make sure we're in the half for the next round. Uh, I think there's a, a lot of conversation that we can have about our starters, uh, about who Silva's actually going to go with, but that's a different segment. Uh, <laughs> um, currently, I guess the the real thing is, what do you feel like we can we should expect in terms of how they're going to play us besides physical? It, it would just be, to, to, you know, all hands on deck, men behind the ball, trying this is on the counter. It, you know, it's been proven that it works. I, I'm particularly interested as to what formation we're going to take for this game because, you know, this could be, you know, although, as I say, we don't want to take it lightly, I'd rather us experiment with the formation than in a Premier League game. Say, so, you know, we... We could play three, five, and get away with it. I, I would even wouldn't mind us seeing running with a four, four, two, for the sake of you know getting strikers on target and helping them find the back of the net. Um, 
as you, as you say, it's, League Two is a funny league. It's, it's it's very it's more physical than anything else. I think League One, where you start getting you know a lot more technical and more acute on the ball, but you know, touch wood, we just you know we outgun them. Yeah, honestly, with it with a team like this, I'm really curious how we're going to respond to just multiple. <laughs> You know, people coming at our coming at our legs repeatedly. Multiple late tackles. I expect it. I expect a lot of <clears throat> contested headers, like very content, like upper body. A lot of like grappling. I see. I see a lot of that. Um, and I, and I see them trying to frustrate us, or uh, frustrate us, or break momentum. That's usually what happens with a lot of uh, physical play. They're because they're 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 not only trying to piss you off. They're trying to make sure you don't connect a bunch of passes passes together. They're trying to get a little time to get their defense back. Um. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really curious about our our formation on this as well, man. Um, I'm curious if we're going to be starting uh some young guys who may be a little a little easier easier frustrated. You know what I mean? A little easier to frustrate. To be honest with you, it's not a team I'm super excited to play. I'm I'm glad we're we're not playing a Premier League side. Uh, there there's that. Um, but I'm, yeah, they're first in their league, and they yeah, have a history of like giant killing. Yeah, I was gonna say it's certainly easier ties out there, but it is what it is. Yeah. It, it, it shouldn't deter us in any way. Um, we've got to look at winning. So yeah, we really do. And uh, you're going to be faced up against teams with a lot more talent than this. It's just you know you see the draw, you look at it, and you move on. That's how it works. That's how it's supposed to work. Uh, what's your prediction, Max? Three one. Three one. I am. Uh, I am optimistic, but not quite as optimistic. I'm saying 2-1, Everton. So, I'm just, lately, I, I, I think there's some there's some bad mojo, some ba- bad uh, stuff kind of weighing us down, and we need to get out of it. This is a good time to try to, to, try to get some chemistry going again. All right? Yeah. I'm hoping that's, that's the way they use this one. Um, but I'm worried they're going to be using it to rest players. So we're going to talk about that in our next segment, our starting 11 segment. Who's Marco going to start? I, I, spoiler alert, we don't know. We're just doing our best. Okay, we're going to analyze some possible combinations, and we'll go from there. We need to talk about uh, who Marco might start in uh, Everton's uh, weekend FA Cup matchup with Lincoln City. The Imps, ladies and gentlemen, that's just great. They have a crazy little badge, you know. I, uh, yeah, it's cool. So, uh, <laughs> Max, who are you going to start? Because formation-wise, personnel-wise, <coughs> no idea. Yeah, no idea right now. No. Yeah, the, the formation discussion is, is an interesting one to have. I. When it, when it came down to actually writing me 11, I suppose I've played it safe in that I've chose the five back because I feel like, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I don't think we're, I, I don't think we're good enough playing this, you know, this five slash three at the back yet. And, you know, you only get better by practicing. So mm-hmm. seems like a, a more suitable game than any other to roll with it. Um, I've gone with Jordan Pickford in goal. John Joe Kenny at right back, Yerry Mina, Phil Jagielka, and Kurt Zuma as centre back, Leighton Baines at left back. In centre midfield, Tom Davies and James McCarthy up front, left wing, Adamola Luckman, if he's if he's about. Uh, centre forward, Cheng Tosin, and on the right, Theo Walcott. Right on. Mm. Uh, so you've got James McCarthy in there. Yeah, I have. Um, you know, if he's fit and if he's making the match day squad, that is. Um, Adrissa Gay 
probably uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him play because obviously with, with that injury layoff that he had, he's probably still fresh enough and not as leggy as the others. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely see Andre Gomez sitting this one off because you know he's been subbed off the last few times, and you know as I said, he's looked a bit exhausted. But yeah, um, I think in, in terms of that, I mean, uh, in terms of that centre midfield partnership, obviously James McCarthy is going to be the one that's doing the. Um, the brushing up defensively. Um, obviously, yeah, Dave, Davies would be the one more on the front foot looking to thread the passes through, but I don't think he'd be, get, be, be getting too ahead of himself. I don't think he'd get carried away and get caught out of position. I do think he'd be well-guarded and know, you know, to be alert on the back foot. Um, so, what we were talking about off, off camera, Jerry, you know, there's, there's not a lot of options to really rotate the squad with, to be honest. So, yeah, I, I've just I've rolled with a few, with a few of the, the, the you know the usual eleven. Yeah, I've got to give you full credit for the Phil Jagielka shout. It, it didn't even cross my mind until you mentioned it off camera. But yeah, I do think this is the fixture where it looks like he's coming in. Um, likewise for Leighton Baines. Yeah, I've got both both those guys in my lineup. Um, I'll rattle mine off. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I I don't really think Marco Silva normally does this, so I, I, it is a pretty strong chance this is off. But uh, 4-4-2, I don't know why. I think it's just the idea of being able to get these two strikers on that I'm that I'm thinking of. Uh, Stecklenburg starting in goal. Uh, I would I really I would love to see Jao Virginia get uh, get a start. I think he's just such a strong young keeper, uh, and I think he could do well. I'd just think Steck is going to be starting, you know. Uh, John Joe Kenny, rest Coleman more. You know, I, I think there's no reason to start Seamus Coleman in this one unless John Joe Kenny's hurt. And honestly, if even and I don't think he is, and even if he was, I would bring a right back up from the U23s. I would give Coleman some air, you know. Uh, Gary Mina and uh, Jack Yelka uh, starting in the center. Leighton Baines on the left. Uh, so this gets hairy right here. I've got four possible players that could be playing in the center midfield in some in some combination. Uh, I've got Morgan Schneiderlin and Davies though as the the players I think will start. But is Schneiderlin on his way? Very possible. I don't know. Is McCarthy on his way? I don't know. All right, those. I don't know whether when Marco Silva this past week was saying nice things about Morgan Schneiderlin, I don't know if he was saying that to kind of hint that he that, that he's going to stay at the club or if he's like, I'm pretending like he's valuable to drive the price up. You know, that kind of thing? I don't know. Um, but I've got Schneiderlin-Davies as, as my, my center-mid combination. Um, Richarlison and Bernard on the sides, DCL and Tosin up front. Obviously, I certainly like that, that pairing up front because both of them need goals. I don't think this is the game for Richarlison, no. I know. I set. totally... That was that was like, it's either him or Walcott. I wrote Walcott down first. Mm-hmm. I, I, which one needs rest more? I think Walcott's older, uh, but Richarlison is more valuable. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I agree, but I feel like this is the game where Walcott could play his way out of this rut good point he's That's a, yeah he's getting on it's getting you know i've got to be honest it's getting, it's getting on my nerves how all of them are playing to be honest um <laughs> even even against leicester i felt richardson spent too much time on the floor rather than on his feet um and he was just like everybody else misplaying passes and i mean i saw him sitting there trying to trying to lead players into space and he just passed to the other team i he was my biggest frustration actually where were his misplaced pass, and, and that was out of a lot of frustrations yeah, sorry to interrupt, man. No, no, it's yeah, it's there's no there's no squad depth there, is there? And like like we were saying, we can't see a um, an under twenty threes call up happening, uh, particularly considering that we've loaned the you know those you know the young players that we may have thought of get a game. They they all seem to have gone now. You know, Kieran Dow's gone, Mason Allgate's gone. You were saying Tyus Brown has gone, like. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, some of the lads who were who were regulars in the match, these squads are just going to have to play this one through. Yeah, there, I mean, we have some quality U twenty three players, 
But we also have some players who just haven't been able to play much that are still on the senior squad. Tosin's not getting much time. Now's a good game to play him. You know, Schneiderlin is technically on our on our squad. He has he has, doesn't get to play much. Um, I will say my heart absolutely sank when he had to come in last week to play. That in a game where we were already looking poor, and I'm like, oh, here's Schneiderlin to the rescue. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah. It was it was that part, that, that sentiment field partnership that set me off because it was, it, as I said, it just reeked of uh, Sam Allardyce last season. It's on the <laughs> fair, like, super fair. No, no real pace, no, mm-hmm. you know, no energy, and yeah, it was frustrating. I, you know, personally, I, I can't see Morgan Schneiderlin starting this one. I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the bench though. I would pre- I would go ahead and say I prefer McCarthy start. I prefer your choice. I just think Silva has a little bit of a a little bit of Schneiderlin love. You remember when you used to? You remember remember your Schneiderlin love phase? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I had one as well. Mine just <laughs> ended when I saw him walking after loose balls in the box. Yeah. Uh yeah, and, and I was just under the impression he's gone this January. That's why my my gut was like, I don't, I why why even put him in your lineup if he's probably on his way? Um, mm. It was that Silva coming out and saying, "Hey, I have more confidence in his abilities than even he has right now," which I found interesting. Seems like maybe Schneiderlin may be a little low on confidence right now. Which I mean, I would be too if I was him. He's not getting in a match day squad often, so. We'll see. Uh, and, yeah, I, I, we were talking about the idea of Bernard playing and starting this. This is, like, the like, last game we should start Bernard. Yeah, I think either way, one or two ways. Either, way, you know, between Cortos or he just get lashed all over the place. I'm really worried he's going to just get hammered. You know you know those little skillful players that just they, – they're on the ground a lot because they're quicker than the opposition? I can see that happening. Often, you know, him kind of going around a player and then the player has already started a, a slide from like five yards away, just continuing, just going right through his legs. This is one of those, I mean, it's a physical game. This is, you can look at it in that he's a good counterpoint to their physicality and maybe he'll be quick enough to avoid or the opposite. Yeah. So I made the penalty put him on the pitch as well. What was that? That may may depend on where you put him on the pitch yeah. as well, because you know that, that may be something that he experiments with for this game. That's something that I. That's actually the first thing I wrote down was Bernard playing center attacking mid. You know that the idea of him being able to create through the middle. Uh, it's just been I when I watch him play though he looks so much more comfortable on the side. Uh, but an experiment would not be out of. But not be completely, you know, not the worst idea. Uh, so, because I don't know where else, who else you put at that Siggy position, the Sigurdsson position. I don't know who else you put there besides Tom Davies. Yeah, and, and when we play the five back team, that we just abandon it yeah, altogether. We do. So, yeah, yeah this is a weird one. Um, secretly, in my heart of hearts, I would like to see. Beningami get some minutes because I have my man crush there because I, I I I want I don't know like I said I've seen him play a lot and I want him I want him to get a chance I just don't get the vibe that Silva has as much faith in him as previous managers have you know what I mean so uh, and I think he didn't get started off the to the best start because he was injured at the beginning of the season. And that's just not the way to get the coach's attention. Um, so yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I just want to lay that out there. I'm just saying it could be possible because he is on the you know, on the squad. You know, um, I think this calls out for for some sort of veteran presence in the middle, though. This one, I think McCarthy is a is is the player I would start. But we're not Marco. <laughs> so hard to say. Uh, anything else on this one, man? Such a weird FA, FA, FA Cup. Evan. Don't mess this one up this year, please. Yeah, uh, I'm a little concerned. He's going to be 
benching and resting more players than we than we want. But to be honest with you, our if anybody had questions about squad depth before this segment, try to put together a lineup where you actually rest some players. Okay? Especially in the midfield. It's really hard. It is really hard and it's we just don't that's I chalk up our poor form right now to lack of squad depth. I just do. We haven't even mentioned Zumanios. Uh, no, not mention him. Very possibly may play. The fact that he played the other day, what? I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we both know he's on his way in January. He's one of those that's a definite, he's out. Like, he's going somewhere. Permanent, loan, whatever, he's on his way. Um, I mean, plus, I just don't think... Starting a player that you know is definitely on their way is a good way to get team chemistry up. I agree. So, anyway, anything else on this? Have we exhausted all options? Uh, we'll see. It's a weird one. It's a really weird game. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to watch it here in America. Uh, uh, FA Cup games are normally on the Fox networks, so I, I don't even know. Yeah, the early rounds are always tricky. Just well, honestly, it's just tough. League Cup games are not even available in America. The League Cup games, even like the big ones, you know, you have to like pay for a subscription service. Not cool. Um, so anyway, all right. Well, we'll see what happens this weekend. Hopefully I get to watch it. Uh, but I guess that's it for our starting 11 uh, FA Cup segment. And welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's a, it's a non-football segment because right now I think the last thing Everton supporters need is more Everton talk than than is necessary. Okay, that's just you know let's let's just take a break. Yeah, take a break from uh, from that and let's go non-football and let's actually let's actually talk movies. Um, Max. What have you seen recently? I've I've actually gotten to see some stuff over the holidays, so so let's talk. What do you what do you get? What have you been doing lately? Um, over the last I think the last two days, I've watched three films. I have watched. I'm just because I've got this little thing where I make notes of every film that I've watched, just so I never forget. So uh, I watched Training Day for the first time, which ah, like at times. It just, like you stop. Like I did. I, I just didn't take the. Uh, I didn't take the title of the film at face value. So as I'm watching the film, I'm doing. You know, I'm watching. I'm watching Denzel Washington. I'm watching Ethan Hawke. I'm thinking about oh, Ethan Hawke. Jesus Christ, that is the heaviest first day at work ever. <laughs> it's it's all in the title. Uh, yeah, Training Day. Then I watch Bird Box, which everyone is ranting and Okay, can you give me a little rundown of Bird Box because it's been showing up on my. On my Netflix, and I've heard a lot of buzz about it on Twitter. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, what is it about? I have no idea. Basically, it's a kind of um, psychological horror. I mean, it stretches a bit beyond psychological horror because there are, you know, there's one scene that I do believe is going to give me nightmares for the next week or so. It, basically, what happened? Um, everybody's vision becomes. Um, it, it, it's weird. I don't even know how to begin describing it. Basically, sight becomes a no-go. Everyone who has sight um, and, and, and can see the outside world within a few seconds becomes suicidal. And you see some of the, the you know, the, um, the suicide that happen and you're like, geez. Um, and the, the effects that happen to their eyes is is very very good i don't know what it is whether it's cgi or what but their eyes kind of come distorted and the face their face automatically changes and looks instant like really distressed and then they end up committing suicide um oh, and the, the, the way they move about with the narrative is pretty good because they can't they, they don't fill you in about a lot of it but they cut back to it and build up to the story um sandra bullock's in it i, I don't know the lad's name but i'm a big fan of him he played um he played black in Moonlight, and he looks a lot like Fifty Cent. Right, you've seen Moonlight, haven't you? No, no, oh no. No, here's why. Here's it's shameful. Okay, I have been built. I have put Moonlight up on a pedestal, 
Okay, and it's been sitting on our Amazon Prime queue since it was put on, and I was so excited. And we're like waiting for the perfect time to watch Moonlight because I'm just assuming that it's this brilliant film. Yeah. And, and but I also I want to make sure I'm not drinking when I watch it so I can have my full brain, you know. So it's just it's so weird. I know. Yeah, he's in it. John Malkovich is in it too. He's a very good lumpy old man. Ah, nice. Yeah, Jerry, it's a. I, I can't. It was, it's one of them, obviously. You know, when you see um, the kind, of, the mainstream public ranting mm-hmm. and raving about something, you're like, oh, you know, for one that's into the indie films, I don't think I'll actually like it. But that kind of psychological horror element, I'm a, I'm a big fan of. And I thought it was. I like a, that as well. It, as I say, it's kind of, it's, a, it's an end of the end of the world scenario. And it basically stems from that. So, it sounds like it's like a really long Black Mirror episode. <laughs> I watched the new one of that, by the way. I I haven't. I heard there's a really good episode on there. My head literally exploded. Right, it's you can touch. You can touch it, it. It plays with narrative and in particular games. Um, so you make choices to progress, and and you know the narrative changes depending on what choices that you make. So I'm watching it on the iPad, and the moment when it comes up, click this or click this, I click it, and like it plays out in front of you. I was like, hang on a minute, I need five minutes to sit down and strap myself in. Like, it, so it's an, so that episode is interactive. Yeah, I am fully convinced now. Charlie Brooker is a genius. That's nuts. Okay, yeah, that's crazy. I'm. Uh, I've watched it. I watched it before as well. It's stronger the one with about the Boston Marathon with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh no, I have not watched that. I love Jake Gyllenhaal, so I thought that I stuck that on and watched it this afternoon. And it's a, an excellent film. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his. He's probably my favorite actor. Have you seen him in Nightcrawler? Yes. Nightcrawler is way better than I expected. Yeah, it's brilliant. You know, it's not one of those films where you find a, a, a character you can emotionally connect with because your main character is a sociopath. <laughs> However, it's uh, that was really good. That was way better than I was expecting. Um, uh, so that's what you've been watching the past two days? Yeah, I've just, as I say, I've, I've kind of toned out the football. Um, I, I, I know, I was, right, it's a very strange game going on at the minute. Bournemouth Watford. It was, I think it was two two nil Watford. It's now three all. Damn. Yeah. Interesting game. But yeah. Yeah. Less, less of the football, less of the football. Uh, yeah. You said that. I'm like, can they both lose? I know. Right now, I just want everybody to feel like I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I hope all your teams lose on New Year's Day when you wake up. So I told you off camera the other day that I took my family to see Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And it was really good. All right. It is really good for the entire family. All right. And I'm sorry, but when you're watching an animated film with your kids and you actually hear a little notorious B.I.G., come in the music was so good man the music was good it just i mean it takes you a little while to figure out what the heck's going on because it's these multiple universes kind of combining it takes you a little bit to figure that out and i'm sure i had to sit there and explain that to my my son you know to explain that to six-year-old bennett now my three-year-old had no hope of understanding this um (laughs) sharp kid but no one's that sharp so i i I, for me is like as long as he wasn't a total jerk the whole time or sleeping, then he's done well. And he did. He was good. He paid attention the whole time. Good for him. So if, if my three-year-old can pay attention the whole time, my six-year-old and my wife, who does not like comic movies, all right, she was down with it. So it's good. It's totally worth your time. It is, uh, it's really well written. Uh, it's, just, it's just a good viewing. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. So that's my family choice and then my wife and i had date night the other night on saturday which was which was great so the kids stayed with my folks and we went and saw a movie and then we went and had some indian food it was, was kind of 
kind of great. Uh, Did you go to the pitches? Yes. Yeah. I, is, is there anything good? I went and seen that Sherlock, the, the, the Holmes and Watson one, the other day. We needed. To, can we talk about that? Because I didn't want to see that. Yeah, I, I literally had no other choice. There was nothing on there. I thought he had to go and watch that. So it was literally, it was just that that was appealing. Was it was it as dumb as it looked in the trailer? Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. it was really dumb. It was really dumb. Was, had, a, it, had a feeling. Yeah. What, what, what was the time? Isn't it like the 1800s, early 1900s, something like that? Like, I believe that's right. Yeah. It, I mean, there were... Uh, there were a few funny cocaine references that kind of slipped under the radar with most people, but I thought they were good. That was literally the funniest that got. Um, my, um, <laughs> and, and, you know what, right? It was a bit of a star-studded cast as well, though. Um, well, I mean, Rob, when, when Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are making a movie, yeah, there should be a star-studded cast, you know? They're... Step Brothers has got a special place in my heart, and it always will do. Step Brothers <laughs> looked way better than that movie did. Yeah, and yeah, to to say this was the the Holmes and Watson step brothers, no, it, it wasn't at all. Um, but as I was saying, the, the the cast was you know very very good. Ralph Fiennes, um, hey. even the, the few of the star like the surprise appearances, Michael Buffer and Bruce Buffer just <laughs> decided to appear. Um, Braun Strowman, who's a who's a WWE wrestler, decided to to show up as well, which I thought wow. was quite funny. But yeah, to be honest. The things that I found most amusing about the film were things that not many others will have picked up picked up on. I don't think, um, and I think when when that's the case, it's not a very good film. Well, I've read like all of the Sherlock Holmes stories. Like I've read all of them, the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle stuff. It's like so that you 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 had to make the cocaine references because Holmes did that stuff you know when he was it, it, it kind of he he would get bored you know in in the stories the, the the claim was that he was bored and so that's what he would do to keep himself stimulated between cases and whatnot you know um so yeah but i i just like i just like the sherlock holmes world a lot and when i see like the easy jokes that they were doing it was just too many easy jokes. I'm like, these are really funny guys. I love them. All right? I just feel like they need to be pushing themselves a little bit harder. Yeah. You know? Because when you watch that, you're like, that just looks... I mean, it looks like... Shit, I could write that, damn it. You know? <laughs> you're supposed to be better than me, guys. Come on now. I think as well, with the, with the, if you're going to take on a Sherlock Holmes film... The bench, the benchmark's been set by Robert Downey Jr. Like he was <laughs> so good in that first Sherlock Holmes film. Did uh, did Jude Law play Watson as well? Am I, am I correct in saying it's Jude Law who played Watson in the in the? I, I'm going to say yes because that was going to be the the who I thought it was. Yeah. What a pair that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. As I said, the, the benchmark's been set, and if, if it's going to be a comedy, you know. As you say, in terms of easy, just too many. It's got, it's got to be, you know, a bit intellectually stimulating, and it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I know the audience that was targeted for that, and it's here in America, and mm. it's the people that go to the theater, and they want easy entertainment. Yeah. So there is a market was, for it. There is. Yeah. We're just the, not what, that market, though, Max. What, what did you see at the cinema, by the way? You didn't even get it out, did you? I We watched, and of course I'm forgetting what the heck it's... Oh, yeah. We went and saw The Favorite. What's that? You don't know what, what the... Really? Oh, okay, it's it's got uh, Olivia Coleman in it. It's a period film, and she plays, like, Queen... I think Queen Anne... Yeah, uh, it's a it's a period film set in set in England, uh, and it's basically about let's see Queen Anne Olivia Coleman who is in in Doctor Who and Broadchurch and all that. Emma Stone in there. Yes, she is. It was advertised in the trailers when I went and saw Sherlock. Yeah, you jogged me memory there. And uh, yeah, Rachel Vice. Yeah, I saw Emma Stone in like a you know an old school British film. I thought, hmm, that's interesting. Okay. Rachel, Rachel Weisz and Olivia Coleman. I'm already like I'm there because they are just amazing. 
All right. And, and, but they're just badasses. Okay. They mm. are just, yeah. Uh, Emma Stone does well. Uh, her, her accent falters every once in a while. You know what I mean? That's something that I pay attention to just because I think it would be hard as hell to hold an accent for an entire film. When you're sitting there trying to, when you're in, in the moment, you're you're trying to be your, you know, connect to it. That's not easy, you know. Uh, to having said that, she she did she did great, you know. It's a it's a weird film where there's sort of, the 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 protagonist is tough to pin down who it is, all right. And yeah. if you're looking for the type of film you would normally see when you go to the movies, this is not it. This is a smart movie. There's there's a really good filmmaker behind it who did uh who directed the film The Lobster, uh which is actually on Netflix, I think, right now, which is supposed to be a weird oh, a nice weird movie, and I like that kind of stuff, so whatever. But yeah, it's not a straightforward film. It is not like other stuff you've seen. Uh it will require something of you. It will require your brain. People in front of us were, you know, I laugh my me and my wife laugh my ass off at these people who were I know they were beside us and we heard them talking afterward and they said it was too much of an art film, too much of an art house film. And I heard one guy saying, well, I thought it was a humorous film. And I'm like, you academic wannabe, you know, just say funny, man. Just say funny. Say the movie was funny at times. You know, you don't have to, anyone knows the synonym for funny is humorous. You don't have to sell me that you're smart. You know, anybody who started, I thought it was, no, nerd. You know, oh man, I I get angry when people like, uh, we overheard them talking about like their criticism of it because they apparently didn't like the movie. And I'm okay if you can give good reasons, but the reasons they gave did not, nullify and did not make it a bad movie you know what i mean so it's the it's it's oscar fodder is what it is max i could easily seeing it getting it nominated for multiple oscars for the performances for overall best picture i'm telling you it's going to get some nominations it's too good it's good it's solid um so if you want to see something unique a little bit different where you're going to see some badass performances from some badass women all right fully recommend the favorite i watched it with my wife and we just had to that's why we ate afterward because we knew we'd want to talk afterward you know like in true romance where he says let's go watch some Ch- sunny chiba movies and go have a piece of pie afterward and talk about the movie that's yeah. that's what we did it was awesome you know <laughs> except we were eating indian food so it was like spicy and we had to take breaks <laughs> so, but hey man yeah it's it's uh it's the best film in the theater right now in normal theaters that aren't like art house yep. theaters. You know what I mean? So that's, it's my, my film nerd hat. My, you know, my film, my, my t- hand was tipped a bit there. Uh, loved it. Thought it was great. And everybody else is like, I just want to see a normal movie, man. That's why, that's why I give you the spider verse. That's my normal movie. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I, I don't even think there's anything else out right now that I want. I wouldn't mind watching Creed too. Mm, I know. Yeah, yeah. That was that was one that I looked at, but it was on. It was on too late. So yeah. I give it a miss. I like I like okay. a good boxing movie, man. And yeah. I, I feel like that's um, more your milieu, you know. Uh, yeah, in the first one somewhere. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah somewhere in that crowd yeah. when we. Played out to a board and nil nil draw against West Brom at home. I'm in that crowd somewhere. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I watched that and was geeking out the entire time. Was, it's really cool, man. The and the fact that yeah. it's gotten us, you know, and then another celebrity supporter, which is not a problem. That works for me. Yeah, yeah I would watch that though. I watching the first Rocky got me into watching. I care about boxing movies. Now, you know what I mean? It's really relatively simple. It's usually a a fighter that, you know, has to overcome the odds, has to train really hard. And uh, that's usually what happens, you know, and I love those kind of stories anyway. Have you seen the Calcium Kid? Not even heard of it. Watch it, Jerry. If you do anything for the rest of this day, watch the Calcium Kid. Best boxing film ever made. Orlando Bloom. Best boxing film ever. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. 
So, calcium kid. I have to write that down as soon as I get off the, uh, as soon as we get off here. As soon as I stop recording. All right. So, uh, speaking of which, we should, we should wrap this up. Otherwise, me and Max are going to talk about movies. We've been on the air. I feel like we've been recording for like 18 minutes already. This is crazy. Um, anyway, well, that's it for the big show. Um, yeah, it was nice to not talk about Everton for a little while. Uh, it was like a little vacation, if you will. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much for listening to the Toffee Blues podcast. We sincerely appreciate it. Please subscribe to uh, to our podcast. It would just be cool of you. We'd, we'd also appreciate that. Uh, also, we have a YouTube channel. So if you're hearing our voices and you think, I want to see how weird Jerry looks, or I want to check out Max's beard. Jerry talks about it all the time. I want to see that. Check out our YouTube channel. You can find us there. Uh, that's plug, plug it along. A lot of the same content, but with faces. All right. Uh, also, check out more Max. He, uh, he check it, check his Twitter account so you can you can see where he's going to be next. Uh, he's often on the Toffee Blues website, though. You should check that out. Lots of analysis on there. All things Everton by a lot of different contributors. You may recognize their names from showing up here. Um, Follow the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's what that is. Yes. I, I guess that's it. I can't think of anything else I need to plug. I think we're all plugged out. Uh, let's hope for a win this, uh, this Saturday, and let's hope I get to watch it. That would be great as well. Max, thanks so much, man. Appreciate it, buddy. Very welcome, as always. Yeah, man. have a good evening. Everybody else, have, have a good day to you as well, and we'll talk soon. Come on, you Blues. Win, please. Make me less depressed. Yeah. All right. Bye.